Good morning, City Church. My name is Bodie, and this is your City Church Daily for February 26th. A sower went out to sow. Mark 4, 1-9 Again, he began to teach beside the sea, and a very large crowd gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea. And the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land, and he was teaching them many things in parables, And in his teaching he said to them, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up, since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, And the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. And other seed fell into good soil and produced grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. And he said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. I've always had a bit of a love affair with the parable of the sower. And it's taken on many different meanings for me in my life as I've aged and matured. As a child growing up, so much of my focus and attention was on the types of soil. You know, how do I not be a pathy soil, the kind that's been trampled under feet so much that it's worn and made too hard for seed to sink deep into? How do I keep myself from being shallow, rocky soil that can't withstand the rigors of life? Or how do I keep myself clear and free of thorns and thistles so the Word of God would have space to take root? To some extent, these are good questions. When Jesus later explains this parable, He goes into detail about each of the types of soil, so there's space and freedom for us to ponder the questions of my youth. But today, I thought we could think on the sower himself. The sower in recent years has fascinated me because on the surface, he seems like a really bad sower. Not that I have a lot of experience in the field of seed sowing. In fact, I'm actually really bad at it. Several years ago, I had a yard that's grass could only be described as patchy at best. So being frugal and also a bit handy with most things, I thought I could fix the problem. I made the trip to Lowe's and bought everything Google told me I needed to solve my patchy grass problem. I seeded and fertilized, I watered appropriately, and the end result was still still a patchy lawn and two large flower beds overgrown with grass. So I'm no expert at all, but still it would seem to me that it would only make sense to not sow seed in places that said seed has no chance of growing. Still the sower went out to sow and seed fell on all types of soil, hard soil, shallow soil, soil that hadn't been de-weeded, and then good, well-worked earth. Why not focus on that one and get greater gain? The sower in Jesus' story seems at least at first glance to be really bad at his job. But then again, isn't his job simply to sow seed? If so, then he did his job, and he did it lavishly. Jesus is represented as the sower in the parable we just read. And clearly, that 
crowd that had gathered around him so tightly that he had to put out to sea on a boat just to teach them is represented in this parable as the soil. Jesus was the ultimate sower. Having been with the Father from the beginning, he knew from first-hand knowledge the depth and beauty of all that God had done and would do on the earth. I love the interaction Jesus has with his disciples in John 6. After he had ran a crowd similar to the one in our story today away with a hard saying, Jesus looks at his disciples, well, the original 12 that didn't walk away with the crowd, and says, Are you going to leave as well? Peter, never one to be quiet or not speak up, said in response, To who are we going to go? You have the words of life. And isn't that so true? Jesus, the sower, has the words of life, the seed, if you will, that penetrates hearts, calls people to repentance, draws us to his kingdom, and he speaks that word with all grace and truth. What a savior we have. And as his disciples, those who learn who our teacher is, see what he has done and is doing, we are called to replicate or reproduce. So in a way, we are sowers too. And just as the sower in our parable scattered seeds so lavishly that it fell on all types of soil, we too should be so lavish. I'm grateful for the men and women who have spoke into my life in all my various forms of soil. Each time was a drawing of me closer to my Savior. Every one of those moments were sacred. God wasted nothing, even the moments I can't even recall. If you took a moment today to think about it, little moments from your life may come to mind as well. Sowers, that's you and I. But if that scares you a little, then I want to take some of the pressure off of us. Because if you're anything like me, evangelism isn't my strongest gifting. So the idea of sharing the gospel on the street corner to any and all who pass by isn't something I will be doing anytime soon. Although that's perfectly fine, and if that's you, then you do you. But sewing can be as simple as a friendly smile in someone's direction. Taking time to talk to your neighbor instead of running straight into the house when you get home. Maybe it's owning up to a mistake in the moment at home or at work. Simply put, it's being aware that every moment is an opportunity for us to sow the seed of the gospel in word or deed. You may be surprised to find that sometimes the smile or the conversation or the humility leads to deeper conversation about the king you serve and the kingdom you live in. So with that said, sowers, let's be lavish with our sowing, realizing that all is sacred and nothing is wasted by God. And always remember as you go about your days, when a sower goes out, they go out to sow. Let's pray. God, I pray for eyes to see and ears to hear. Continue to do a work in our lives. Jesus, we thank you for the example of life you set for us. May you draw us unto yourself. Holy Spirit, would you form Christ in us. Reveal to us new each day the depths of his love, grace, and mercy. And would you place inside of us a desire to scatter the truth of the gospel in the days, weeks, months, or even years we have remaining. God, it's for your glory and for your praise we ask these things. In Jesus' name. Amen.